This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello listeners, it's Friday night. It's the preview show brought to you by the Known and Ever podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, and we are joined by regular statistician and all-round good egg, Dave Stamma-Roberts. Dave, welcome, welcome. Hello, good to be back. Always. And joining us for the analysis and to look ahead to this game at the weekend is regular panellist and chairman of the Clarets Trust, our very own George Poole. George, good evening. Good evening, folks. Good to be on. I've just been speaking to Colin Colin Hendry on uh, Radio Lancashire, so it's nice to speak with actual Burnley fans now, uh, uh, rather than an uh, yeah. Ex- I was going to say. So I've done the Friday night sports show a few times with um with Dan Jewell and the team there, and I've been on with Colin Hendry probably about three or four times, and we always lock horns. And um, but he's he's a good sport. He's not um, he's, he's obviously his allegiance is to them lot down the road, but he's actually quite a good laugh. He's quite. Sensible as a football pundit, I think. I think he's good. Excellent. Right, well, those of you who are watching the show on YouTube, George is going to be very distracted because he's multitasking this evening. We have pulled him away from his work, so he's going to be working while he's podcasting. So we might have to uh, uh, not, not, not only that, Natalie, not only that, Natalie, I've got a 20-week-year-old puppy that keeps barking at the side of me. And he's, got a, he's broken a couple of bones this week, so he's quite irritable. Is this the puppy <laughs> that you got for your graduation present? I saw this on social media. I wish it was a graduation present. I mean, it's a bit my dad's now. I've sort of moved out. But um, yeah, he's broken a couple of bones on a trip to Scotland. So he's uh, <laughs> he's, he's needing tender loving care at the moment. Okay, you, you can't. And uh, listen, th- those of you who are listening to this on audio only through your podcast, I'm sorry, but you just need to go over to the YouTube channel instead. But you can't not put him on the channel, please. Can we have a look at baby puppy? Yeah, you will do. I'll have to just go and chase him because he's just going chewing stuff. Whenever he comes back, whenever he comes back, bring him on. Yeah, that's fine. Excellent news. Okay, so we are previewing. Actually, get me me script up because I'm getting distracted by puppies. We are here, listeners, to preview the Burnley team back in action in the Premier League after a bit of a false start in that opening fixture against the ridiculous machine that is a treble winner's Manchester City. We've had a two-week break. 
So the, the losing game is postponed and we are back this weekend with our second start of the Premier League campaign. We are at home to Aston Villa. So Sunday kickoff, Sunday the 27th of August, it's a 2pm kickoff. Um, George, I want to just come to you first before we get Dave to tell us all about what's happening with this particular game. Um, it has been a false start. We had to play the champions. It was all glitz and glamour under the lights and the big new launch of the new Premier League season. And then we've had nothing for two weeks. Couple of questions for you. I think number one, who does that break benefit more, Burnley or Luton? And secondly, have Burnley used this time wisely? In terms of who the break benefits more, I think it's probably Burnley at this point because Luton have just gone three 0 down. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well done, Chelsea. Uh, but but that being said, um, I think the break really hasn't done us any good either. And I'm sorry if my uh, I keep getting notifications. If yeah, you put your phone on silence. God, it's such a <laughs> Um, but it, I don't think it's benefited us either, to be honest, because it's it's a real shame to have the, the, those weeks off. And even though it's only one game, getting behind the sort of the the fixture list really doesn't help when you've got no points on the board. Because in my mind, and I know we'll speak about Villa a lot during this episode, but Villa are a fantastic team, and mm. I think it's well within the realms of possibility that on Monday we're sat with two losses, no points on the board and, and every other team sort of had three games and, and that opportunity to to sort of kick ahead. So I do I do think it will hamper us a bit and dampen expectations and enthusiasm at the start of the season should Sunday's game go awry. So yeah, I, it's not it's not ideal, but at the end of the day, it's, it's Luton's fault. It's nothing we could do about it. So it was just nice to hear that they got a good uh, win in the belt against a Man United team during the week, no matter how strong or weak that team was. Burnley did. I think that sounded like you're saying that Luton had got a result against United. Let's not get get it here. Um, now, you say that, George, but as it stands right now, as we record in the preview show, Sheffield United, Wolves, Everton, Luton, Burnley um, are all on no points at all. And there's only us in that bottom five teams that have only played one game. Bournemouth, Fulham, um, sorry, Bournemouth have played two games and they've only got one point. So, given some of the fixtures this weekend, I don't think it. I don't think we're that far behind some of our relegation competitors in these early stages. Um, Dave, I'm going to bring you in just because um, we always just rely on you for stats. And it'd be nice just to get your opinion on something for once rather than just ask you for the stats ahead of the game. Um, given that there has been that break, do you think Burnley have used it wisely with the games that they've played and the foreign break they've had and the, the training camps? They've, they've kind of treated it like an extended pre-season, right? You're on mute, Dave. You're on mute. <laughs> uh, we, 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 we came in very early at the start of the season before everyone yeah. else. So that's kind of uh, been a factor as well. But just before I do answer your question, don't look at league tables till we've played at least three games. I, I think this looking at league tables after <laughs> one Dave, three don't games spoil is, is our fun. Don't spoil our fun. You know full well that we like to analyse every single little little stat that we can while we're here. Dave is such a Debbie Downer. Uh Yes, no. Okay, well, we'll we'll look at it after next week then. But also, right now, it looks fine because we're at the bottom three. Uh, yeah, uh, but in in terms of what we've done, yeah, behind closed doors game against Manchester United. Not that it was reported particularly widely. No. The club didn't even mention it at all. Um, obviously, it's come from other sources, and we're led to believe that it was a a good three nil win for Burnley. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 given Vincent Company and the players a chance to to gel a little bit. We have brought a lot of players in again, and we did have obviously the defeat in the the first match. 
it's given him a chance to to bond not only the new players, the three new players who've come in since the Man City game, but also the other ones who've come in before that. We're up to, I think, 13 now yeah. in terms of 11 plus two uh, players who played previously on loan who've, who've signed permanently. So it's given him a chance to uh, to get that team gelling a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's been the main thing. I think what we probably are at a disadvantage with is a new side, a new manager and a new lot of players who are in a new league we haven't yet had an opportunity to get a settled side. We don't fully know who our preferred centre-halves will be, who our, well, actually, we probably know who our preferred midfield will be, but certainly in terms of our tricky 15 million valued Belgian wingers that we have a, 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 a large array of, um, which one of those will start and who will start up front? Um, George, Dave's already sort of touched on this and, and we have seen coming through the doors this week a couple of new signings. Hannes Delcroix, um, I'm hoping that I pronounced that correctly, um, has come in from Andelect. Um, I can't quite figure out what how many years we've signed him for. Uh, 24-year-old defender. And we've also finally got Aaron Ramsey um, through the door. Five-year deal for the 20-year-old from Aston Villa. Um Vincent Company's got a little bit of a job on his hands, I think, trying to pick who his best starting eleven is to get that stability in the Premier League to start getting these points on the board. Yeah, a couple of interesting moves. I think the Aaron Ramsey ones, obviously, um, far, far, far more exciting. The Del, the Del, Del or Del, Del, Del Crooks, the Del Crooks one, <laughs> the, um, Bur- the Burnley, the Burnley French. Yeah, uh, that that one makes me a, a bit. Um, Gives me a bit of trepidation in terms of how much we're going to strengthen in the sort of left back department because I noticed in his interview he said, "Oh, I first heard about the Burnley interest like last week." Essentially, it seems like one that's almost sort of not a desperate signing towards the end of the window, but one that we've really not been in for for that long. You know, he's twenty four. He's come. From, you know, he's not really kicked on yet in his career. So whether we've had a few targets fallen through at that left back area and we've then had to go and get this fella. Maybe that's the case. Whereas on the other hand, in Ramsey's interview, which by the way we all know was recorded ahead of the City game, he talked about Burnley's interest dating back to last summer and then yeah. especially in January. So he's obviously one that we've had in mind from the very moment company probably walked through the door um, at Burnley last year, and I think he'll be one that you never know. I think you never know. It's 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 a lot different from the Dash days where completely justified. He'd wait a while to. Settle signing signings in before the, before they played. We saw Sander Burge uh, was thrown straight into the team to yeah. the city, so it really wouldn't surprise me to see Ramsey start against Villa on Sunday. You know that straight up against your your brother and your former team, stick him in in that in that number ten position. So yeah, I'd actually I'd I'd walk into the game on Sunday full of maybe some optimism to see Ramsey. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I think as well. This is probably another free hit, given that Villa's likely success this season has kind of come out of nowhere. It's they've gone from being sort of middle of the park and just a stable Premier League side who's not really threatened with relegation to people legitimately tipping them for the top four this season, which feels a little bit of a stretch. But you know what? Why not? You know, I'm all for other sides breaking into the top four. <laughs> My cat, hello, cat. My cat's come to join us for the podcast. Hello. Um, I um, And in that sense, I feel like Sunday's another free hit. And then obviously we've got Chelsea after that, have we? So for the first three games of the season, we kind of 
not really expected to do anything. And Vincent Company's got an ability to play around with that side and just get his feet on the ground before the business end of the season um, really starts. And we have to start then getting some points on the board. So it's going to be really interesting to see who he um, plays at the weekend. Um, okay, Dave, let, let's get straight into this preview then, because that's what we're here for. It's Friday night. We're, we're doing a preview show. We're not doing any other talk. Um, before we actually start getting into the um, stats and facts ahead of that game, um, we're back in quiz question mode. Now, we have decided for the first time of the season that we're going to be setting you a quiz question each week, which we will reveal the answer to towards the end of the episode. So, Dave, what are you going to tell our listeners to look out for this week? Uh, well, it's following a pattern, so doing the same for the first half of the season. We want to know the names of any players who've made 50 or more league appearances for both Burnley and annexed opponents, in this case Aston Villa. And that's between 1946, when football started after the Second World War, and the end of last season. At uh, this time, we're looking for the names of four players. And to give you a little bit of a clue, two of them played in the 60s and 70s, so a little bit older, and two are more recent and have played in the current millennium. So stay tuned later on to find out who they are at the end of the show. We certainly will. Well, one name definitely springs to my mind, George. Without giving any clues away to our listeners, have you thought of anybody immediately who might fall into that category? 50 games for both Burnley and Villa. I'm afraid not. Surely one. Surely one rings For Aston, Aston Villa and Burnley. Don't give it away, but start thinking about that because I, I've got one that's definitely, definitely. Well, it's one of them that I've not seen much crossover between us in recent years, but maybe I'll I'll turn out to look like a fool come the end of the episode. That's probably the case. I mean, but one definitely will. will. One definitely yeah, it will. Is, it is quarter to ten at night, so you know, let, let me off. Let me off if I don't if it don't come to I, mind. I don't promise that, but I will certainly try to. Okay, while George is mulling over quiz question answers, Dave, why don't you kick us off with the preview show by starting with match results summary, please? Yeah, we're looking back at a summary of past matches against Aston Villa at Turf Moor. Uh, previous league seasons has been 52 we've been paired with them and 49 of those 52 have been in the top flight. Um, that So that means that this match on Sunday will be the 50th top flight game at Turf Moor between Burnley and Aston Villa. Uh, five of those have been in the Premier League era. Uh, and overall, in home league games against Aston Villa, there have been 29 Burnley wins. There have been 10 draws and 13 Aston Villa wins. Uh, Burnley have scored 120 goals against 80 for Aston Villa. In the Premier League, it's just one Burnley win, two draws and two Villa wins. Excellent stuff. Now, we've got a new feature kicking us off the previous show this year, and that is a blend of one to remember and one to forget. Throughout the season, we're reminding you of two past matches against our next opponents in a feature we're calling One to Remember, One to Forget. I've already given you that clue. Um, so let's see which matches have been chosen this time. Over to you, please, Dave. Right. Well, this time we're going to take our medicine first by reminding you yeah. of the one to forget. Get it out of the way, you see? Yes. Um, New Year's Day 2020 was a match we were allowed to go and watch because we were blissfully unaware of the impending COVID-19 pandemic, which was about to strike just a couple of months later. However, it was far from being a happy new year for the home fans at Turf Moor. The BT sports cameras were there to show the match for the rest of the country. We'd already had one let off when Villa captain 
Jack Grealish had a goal choked off uh, for VAR for offside in the 11th minute. But the visitors took the lead through Wesley after 27 minutes and they doubled their advantage just before the break when Jack Grealish got his name on the score sheet. Uh, despite Chris Wood pulling one back with a header, that was with 10 minutes to go, we just weren't able to find that elusive equaliser and it finished as a 2-1 win for the visitors. Tom Heaton was in goal for Aston Villa that day and suffered an ACL injury late in the game, which not only put him out of action for the rest of that season, but it also turned out to be his last first-team match for the club. Oh, I hadn't realised that. I hadn't realised that he never made his way back. I don't think I remember that. That's a, that's a fascinating fact. Uh, match two then, Dave. Let's end on a positive. Yes, on to the one to remember, and that was our home Premier League match against Aston Villa from the following season. This match took place in late January 2021, and at that time, matches were still being played behind closed doors. So we had to be content with watching this one on TV. Despite trailing at half-time to an Ollie Watkins goal, Burnley equalised when Ben Mee connected with a close-range header from Ashley Westwood's corner. However, when Villa took the lead again through their captain, Jack Grealish, we were beginning to think that the match would end in a defeat once more. But two goals in four minutes, a speculative shot from Dwight McNeil and a header from Chris Wood from a Dwight McNeil cross turned things around and ensured we rescued a welcome victory from the jaws of defeat. Definitely. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, David. Believe we should have some referee information, please, to finish off what the uh, stats are ahead of the game, please. Yeah, we've got Michael Salisbury of Preston. He's going to be in charge on Sunday Ooh. afternoon. He was promoted to the select one group of officials at the start of the 2021-22 season. Uh, the only other time he's taken charge of a Burnley match was for our 2-0 home win. That was over Sheffield United last season. Although, ironically, that was only because of a demotion for failing to award Brighton a penalty in a defeat to Tottenham in his role as a VAR. In our win over Sheffield United, he showed a straight red card. That was in the 17th minute of that match last April to Blades goalkeeper Wes Fodringham for bringing down Nathan Teller. Uh, and finally, Darren Bond with a video assistant referee on Sunday afternoon. Lovely stuff. OK, George, let's bring you out of your work sphere, please. You're going to have to... Put that lap down for a minute. Let's bring you back into the fold. We've uh, we've let you off long enough. Um, I am expecting a competitive but very tough game at the weekend. I'm very glad that we're at Turf Moor and not at Villa Park. Um, been a mixed start for Villa this season, but I am expecting them to turn up and showboat on Sunday. I guess, generally speaking, what are your views ahead of the game? I'm a bit anxious, as I suppose you could tell um, when I was speaking about the game earlier. I do really rate Villa and I really rate Unai Emery. He's great, right? Um, I, I think I think they're a fantastic side that have built very quickly into quite a formidable top eight club un under Emery's reign. We saw at Hibernian in the week, they absolutely decimated that side. And we know as well as anybody how difficult it can be to go to a, 
a Scottish side uh, in, in in a Europa League uh, qualifier in the summer. Now we we made a bit of a meal of it in Aberdeen. Aston Villa were completely the the opposite at Hibernian, and they really dispatched with Hibs. So whilst they you know really crumbled away at Newcastle in the first game of the season, they bounced back well against against Everton, and um, I think they're well on track for a really successful season yet again. I think this weekend in particular, you've got to look at Ollie Watkins, who's scored a hat trick obviously in the midweek and. He's really turning into a fine player. In the absence of maybe uh, Ivan Torney this season, I won't be surprised if Watkins gets gets an England nod. Um, oh wow! So, so yeah, yeah. I, I really I really do think Villa will be a difficult test on Sunday. But it's one that if we overcome them, if we get a draw, if we even get a win, it'll be a really good um, a really good result for us, and it might kick us on a bit uh, to start the season. Yeah, definitely. I, I guess from your perspective, George, let's assume that. Um, Villa is going to be along the same lines as City and it's going to be a very tough test and one that we're probably unlikely to overcome. Do you, will you still feel as optimistic coming off the game if we have been positive, we've been proactive, we've been um, pushing that high press, we've been creating chances and playing the football that we want to? Do you see this as much of a free hit as City game was? No, not really, because I, I do still think when you're playing a team like Villa, who aren't one of the top four, uh, or, or, well, let's be honest, City are in a league of their own. I, I, I know Arsenal might push them close, but City are going to win the league. Yeah. A game against them, is that is the definition of a free hit. But for me, Villa, you should still be competing. I mean, at the end of the day, we've spent £100 million this summer. Whether it takes one or 100 training sessions to, to bed those players in, you've sp- still spent that money and you still should have some expectations. So, no, coming off the game, if, if if we've lost, I'll still be quite disappointed on Sunday because, like you say, at home it's a, it's a, it's an added bonus having it here rather than at Villa Park. So, I still I still think we we will be right in the contest, and I wouldn't completely you know write it off before we start. I think we should go and um, have some hope and expectation of getting a result out of this game. Good, I like this. This is great. I like this attitude. Um, any thoughts about who you would like to see starting? I mean, obviously, we think, I guess, some of the positions play themselves. I think we're probably expecting Cullen and Sanderberg to play in the centre. We know who the left-back and right-back positions will be. What about your centre-half pairing? What are you doing there? It'll be really interesting, one, to see whether he stays at three at the back or, or goes to a, a four at the back again. Um, I think Alder Keel, um, I don't know if other people have watched it this week, but the, the club did a really good interview with him. Um, talking about his his upbringing, his the way he came from Iraq to uh to Belgium as a refugee, and then obviously his experience of making his Premier League debut. We saw the stats of him being possibly the quickest player after maybe Kyle Walker in the the first game of the season. And oh, to wow. me, to me, he's a player that has impressed above and beyond probably more than any other signing under Vincent Company. Because yeah, we've seen Benson and Zorori are fantastic players, but. I think with wingers, you can get that. When Alda Keel came in, not being funny, the guy looked like a twig. Like He's this really skinny bloke and, and he'd come from Belgium. He hadn't had this highly rated tag that others others had had. And yet he he's just been absolutely fantastic. So I really do think he's a player that's going a long way. So for me, Alda Keel and, and Bayer are your two starting centre-backs either way, whether you play two or a three. Yeah. And then, like I mentioned earlier, I, I would love to see Aaron Ramsey... Um, Get the nod. Excellent. Uh, score prediction then, please. 
Uh, I'll go with 2-1. I'll be optimistic because I do think Villa will give us a good game. But at the same time, we did show good signs against against City. We showed that intent, that positivity. And the fact that we stuck to our guns against City with that just shows that we'll do it again against Villa. So if we put in a similar performance from the off, I fancy our chances. And um, yeah, hopefully we... I know we're out of the bottom three now. Luton have lost 3-0. No? So let's kick, yes. our, kick further up. And Dave, we are going to look at the league table. We are, we are. Well, we are if we win. We, if we are, lose, I don't care. Lose, Listen, listeners have known for a long time that I very rarely comply with Dave Roberts' rules. I tend to rebel against them more than anything. If Dave tells me I'm not allowed to do something, I tend to, to do it deliberately just because I can. Um, Dave, dare I ask, can we get this positivity that we got from the City game? What's your score prediction, please? Well, before I give a score prediction, I was going to say, have, have um, Villa slipped up here? Why, why, why have they allowed uh, Ramsey to come to us? Um, before the before we play them, they could have waited till after the game, still been within the transfer window, but given us the opportunity uh, for him to play. I agree. Maybe this is some false optimism from them. Maybe they're getting a bit cocky, Dave. Maybe they think they can beat us, and we're gonna mm-hmm. jam it in their eye. Come on, give me a score prediction. Uh, I think we can get something out of the game. I think it, <gasps> it's, it's going to be a tough one, but um, go on, let's go for a draw. Let's go for a one-one. Dave, I'm loving this positivity this season. Keep it up, Pike. It's amazing. Um, I am also going to um, predict here. Now, listen, I can continue Bromers Bankers. Um, it's been a little bit of shifting around, and um, I'm not going to tell you what to do with this information because I'm not, but I'm going to give you Bromers Bankers this week. I'm going to say... 2-1 to the Mighty Clarets. So there you go. That's your Bombers Bankers for this week. Um, please do with that information what you will, listeners. Um, okay. Where are we on the script? Scrap of the week. Dave, of course. I forgot this last week against City. Two weeks ago against City. Um, why don't you please, for a new season, dive into those deep, deep, deep pockets of yours and give our listeners your miscellaneous stat of the week. Okay, Uh, the postponement of the away match at Kenilworth Road means that Burnley will now have to wait until Monday, the 18th of September, for the first away league match of the season. However, this isn't the latest we've played our first away league match of the season, as recently as 2020, when the start of the campaign was impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. We visited Leicester City on the 20th of September. That was also our opening fixture of the 2020-21 season and was in fact the latest a league season in England has started since the inaugural inaugural, inaugural. football league season in 1888, <laughs> which began on the 8th of September. Good. That's a good start. It's a good inaugural start. Thank you, Dave. I like it. Um, okay, listeners, that's all we've got from time for the preview show. Um, do let us know what you think your score prediction will be. You know how to get in touch with us by now. You can tweet us. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page or you can email us at previewshow at nonandever.net. Um, before we leave you this week, we are going to give you a couple of reminders. First and foremost, um, FPL is now two, this is week three, game week three. So you've got, Dave, how long is Adam keeping the entries open for? We know. I was going to suggest till the transfer window seems like a good time to I do. concur. So let's tell Adam Dennett. Adam Dennett, if you are listening to this podcast, which I'm hoping you do because you're contractually obliged to, you are our FPL manager and you've not told us how long you're keeping it open for. 
Come on, man. Get your acting gear. Um, we've made a decision on your behalf. We're going to keep it open until the transfer window closes. Um, Dave, um, we are going to be having regular, dedicated monthly FPL shows, which are, of course, hosted by our slightly work-shy FPL expert, Adam Dennett. Um, Dave, the, the listeners, the window's still open, right? I think our listeners can join. How are we going to get them to join our league? Uh, well, you, if you're in last season, you've submitted your team already. You should automatically have been auto-enrolled. Um, if not, if you've got your team in there, all you need to do is to look for the league code, uh, which is CB2WUM. So that's Charlie Bravo 2, Whiskey Uniform Mike. Look for that code and then you'll join the No Name Ever League and the more the merrier, basically. Definitely. Now, it's totally free to join. It's not going to cost you anything to do that. Um, it's through the Premier League's official FPL network. So you can download the app. There are loads of podcasts and articles to help you with that. Um, and as an extra value, the Known and Ever team are giving out prizes for the highest point score each month. It's a highly coveted Known and Ever sticker, as well as for the overall league and cup winners. However, be quick because we're only going to be accepting entrance for... Um, well, another until, week. Yeah, another week. Um, so let's finish off with a quiz answer. Now, before we get Dave's answers, George, you've had an entire episode, half working, half doing your job on the podcast, heaven forbid. Um, come on. There's two really obvious ones from our era that you should have got. I actually, I, I actually can't believe this because... I've really, and you know what, I've, I've had my laptop in front of me. I've avoided Googling it because I I'd, I would feel Good. like a cheat. Yeah. Um, You'd but, feel but, like but, a cheat. You would be a cheat. <laughs> but but there's, there's, honestly, there's, there's just nothing coming to my mind. And, oh, my and goodness. At first I thought Danny Ings, but Danny Ings is, is one. He's, he's played for every Clarence and Blue but Villa at this point, it feels. So, no, I, there's nothing coming to mind. You're okay. going to make idiot, I'm going to give you a clue. I know two of them. I don't know the older ones, but I, def- I think I know one of the older ones, but I know two for sure. What is your favourite hot beverage? Well, you, you're about to tell me mine. Well, Benson's played for Villa, but I don't, I don't know about Benny. Are you, are you partial to a cup of tea? Oh, no, I don't. Oh, I thought you meant Benny or not. <laughs> I don't oh, my <laughs> good grief. I'm going to tell your dad on you. Like, a hot drink, a cup of tea. Who likes a cup of tea? Oh, of course. Actually, where's one? And you know what? That's triggered the other way. It was, it's Matt Lawton. Very well done. They were both, the, well same, they're both the same era. I'd completely forgotten about, about yes, that. Yes, yeah. well done. And um, the only other old one that I can think of, and I might be like massively embarrassing myself here, and this is right, but I know my dad liked this player, and I think it's somebody who does ground tours at the club, which is why I think I know this. There's one Andy Lockhead. Yes. Oh, excellent. Um, I've got no idea who the other was, and I'm trying to, I haven't looked down my script, so let me just let me just move down. I, I kept it on a thing, so I didn't. Oh, okay, I've got no idea who the fourth one is. No idea. So go on, why don't you tell our listeners the full stats then? Okay, again, bearing in mind it's ones that have had to play 50 for both. Um, Tony Morley was in fourth place. Uh, he played 96 league games for Burnley, 137 for Aston Villa. Uh, Matt Lowton, as we mentioned, 186 league games for Burnley, uh, 72 for Villa. Uh, Ashley Westwood played uh, 162 times in the league for Burnley, 147 for Villa. And Andy Lockhead was right up there, 226 league games for Burnley, 131 for Villa. So they were just the four names we were looking for. Lovely stuff. Well, that is how our... 
uh, quiz is going to be run this season, Clarets. You get the entire length of the podcast to be able to get your answers in. Um, well done to any of you who got any of those. And um, quite frankly, you're going to have done better than our George, who was rubbish. And not only that, you've not even sent us your puppy. You know, I thought that was flying under the radar. He's he's gone downstairs, and 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 as I mentioned, he's recovering from some injuries, and he's fallen asleep. So, listeners and view, well, particularly viewers, you're gonna have to wait until one. Yeah, of the, listeners uh, don't care. YouTube, YouTube yeah, videos. Listeners will be quite relieved. Will happen. Missing out, puppy. But yeah, our YouTube subscribers are now going to be looking at it going, well, what the hell did we subscribe to this video for? Thanks, George. <laughs> um, listeners, that is all we have time for. If you are watching this show on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, comment section below it really does help us to grow the channel if you are listening to this as an audio podcast please do subscribe through your usual podcast provider um enjoy everybody who's at the game it should be a full house i think all of the home games are now sold out at turf more uh looking forward to being back at the turf again for the second of our premier league games raise the roof clarets because we're going to need to to uh show those fake clarets who's the boss in the meantime um do drop us a line with any comments suggestions or um questions that you have for our podcasters and we will get back to you we do love hearing from you i've been natalie bromley this has been the preview show brought to you by the known and never podcast until next time the known and never podcast is brought to you in association with the talk sport fan network our host and editor is natalie bromley and the show is produced by matt moss our resident statistician is Dave Roberts and our FPL expert is Adam Dennett. The analysis show team is collectively Tom Whitaker, Rich Steele, George Poole, Charlotte Rigby and Adam Dennett. Our music is provided by George Gaskell and our newsletter team is headed up by Jamie Smith. If you don't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting nonenever.substack.com. Thanks as ever go to our partners TalkSport. We are proud to be associated with the TalkSport Fan Network. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.